0: G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Thriving in Chaos. Thank you again for joining me here and filling your ear holes with my voice. Before we start, I'd love for you guys to take one minute and jump over to Instagram and find my page, Paz underscore official page. You're gonna find all of my daily content that I post there, which includes sneak peeks of all of the episodes that we have coming up. So that is very exciting. That is Paz underscore official page on Instagram and hit that follow button. I will love you forever. On this episode of the podcast, I was joined by Levi Jeffries. Levi is a tattoo artist and co-owner of Lines of Addiction Tattoo. He has tattooed some of the NRL's current biggest names in Tyson Gamble, Katoni Staggs, and the man himself, Reece Walsh. So stick around and listen to all things that make up a great tattoo artist and how he got to where he is with his own business, his own life, and so many more awesome stories that are within this one. But firstly, a quick word from my sponsors. This episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Power Supps Strathpine, Strathpine's best supplement store. Biggest brands, cheapest prices, all available in one location. You can go in-store and use my discount code PAZ10 for a 10% discount. All of your supplement needs, all in one place, Power Supps Strathpine. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by TACPAC Australia. TACPAC is on a mission to help parents take on the monumental task that is parenting through a range of practical A to Z functional products, but their use doesn't stop there. The features of this gear is set to keep everything and everyone organized and ready to go for anything that life throws at you. So if you're anything like me and you don't have kids, what on earth am I going to use a parenting bag for? Well, their multi-use, multi-functional bags, gear, everything can be used for just that. Whatever you need it to do. I use mine personally as a gym bag. You can use it for the same. You can use it for whatever you want. The possibilities are endless. You can go over to their website, tackpack.com.au, and use my discount code PAS23 for a 15% off store-wide discount. tackpack.com.au Anyway, guys, let's get into this episode. I'm really keen for you guys to hear this one. And until I say something very similar to this at the end of the episode, I'll see you later. So being a tattoo artist, bro, like, because I've known you for a long time. We've known each other for, you've done pretty much all of my tattoos, bar all of the fucking shit ones that I've done (laughs) beforehand. Uh, so Saw Productions is your, your name, what do you go under, correct? Yeah. And then you own your own tattoo shop or co-own it with someone else, yeah. Lines of Addiction, right? Yeah. How was that getting into, because there's so many tattoo artists out there, mm. right? How did you go from uh, like going, okay, I'm a tattoo artist now and I want to open my own shop. What was that transition into to kind of being an, an owner?
1: Oh, bro, to be honest, it kind of like just happened by chance to be honest like I knew I wanted to open a shop before I even started tunnel as was an apprentice mm. like the goal was always own my own shop but when I was at my last shop with um, Trent there the owner of line was it, lines of diction? No. fine line he yeah we're looking at closing that, or he was gonna open another shop and then just sort of by chance he's like oh looking for a partner and then me and one of the other boys were like oh we'll do it mm. and then yeah so the three of us we all just sort of got along awesome at the shop just had good chemistry so we're just like fuck it let's do it yeah and then yeah we were looking around for a while We wanted to just, so he was located out at Kabulcha and then um, we were looking around we were trying to keep it local to there because we had a fair like 8 artists like 8 or 9 artists at the shop so we had a pretty busy shop and everyone was sort of spread out all the way out to Sunny Coast so we were trying to look around that area I just couldn't find something there we and find finding one at dBay so and funnily enough me and Mark one of the other boys that owned it with me we used to work there so yep. and then it just sort of by chance it came available and we sort of jumped on it yep And then, yeah, it was a very close cut off between closing one shop and opening the other one and now I've been there a year and a half and it's thriving, so it's awesome.
0: So to get to owning the shop, you had to do an apprenticeship and you were a very fucking busy man back in the day. You were a Boilermaker apprentice and then you got qualified and all of that and you were doing a tattoo apprenticeship
1: at the same time. What was that like, juggling all of that shit all at once? I mean, I didn't even plan on doing the Boilermaker and all the tattooing, to be honest. I just left school, didn't know what i wanted to do bro like i thought oh, i'll do a trade or do this i just knew i didn't want to go back to uni yeah i was like nah i've done 12 years of learning i hated it i'd mm. sit back in class i was drawing all the time just fucking not paying attention i wasn't there for i guess the social side of things mm. and then left school one of my mates got me a job at the steel factory and i was just doing everything like well, started with customer service and i was like teach me something else so every job i've had i just get bored easy yeah and then I actually applied for the army. I went in, did the testing, and then they uh, did the test. And they're like, oh, your grades aren't good enough in English because I got like a C minus thing. They needed a C. And I was like, oh, like bring back year 11 stuff. And I knew that was better, but I never really wanted to join the army. Mm. I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Which
0: is so funny that they said that your yeah, English wasn't good enough because, mate, I, like, as someone in the army, there is a bunch of fucking idiots. I <laughs> can't even fucking spell their own name.
1: Uh, but yeah, you know, I did that. And I was like, I went back home and I had. um. It's when DVDs was still a big thing I had a box set of this like tattoo tattoo show there was obviously the um, Kat Von D one and there was another one uh, Miami Inc and I was mm-hmm. watching that and then Apprentice come on there and I was like he's shit
0: I was yeah. like I
1: can draw better than him and at that time I'd been actually for like a, few, a year or two I'd always been getting paid to design people's tattoos mm-hmm. and I love tattoos I just never put two and two together and I was like fuck it I'm just gonna try to get a tattoo apprenticeship mm. And back then, the amount of shops that there are now compared to then is like half the amount. Yeah. Where now you're like within a 1K like radius. You'll have three shops. It's mental. So I went around started trying to find a shop and I got a start at at um, Coolsville Studios at Brendale. Yeah. Underneath uh, Little Mick. So that was cool. Yeah. That's when I first got my foot in the door. And that was over 10 years ago now. Fuck. I think it was 10 years this year. No, so, well, congratulations, that's yeah, sick
0: you. <laughs> So you started, uh, you're saying that you started drawing Like in the back of the classroom and shit like that Like I, I can't know. fucking draw for shit <laughs> How did you know that you were like I want to transfer this into doing some tattooing type of stuff
1: uh, I don't know. I guess I sort of linked it Because I was already, people were approaching me to get like custom Like I was, yeah, custom designs done And then I was just like, well, this I'm designing tattoos I'm like, why not then actually get paid to do them Yeah <laughs> So I guess I was already, like, on my way there. I just sort of hadn't thought, oh, why don't I make a career out of tattooing? So yeah. and then I finally just thought, oh, let's make the jump and give it a crack. And then, yeah, I went in and sort of got the 10th degree about how hard it is. Like, as a tattoo apprentice, nowadays, they've got it pretty easy compared to how it used to be. And in before me, they had it a lot harder mm. than I did. Like back then, before me, they would hand make every needle. Yeah, right. Where nowadays, you're just like online, order, order. comes in a box, you get fucking 20 of them. So yeah. So it's easy. Where nowadays, it's... Yeah, there's so much technology and everything's just advanced. It's just a lot easier. Mm. But yeah, I spent two years not getting paid. Like tattoo apprenticeships are more like... What do I sort of class them as? Almost like an internship where yeah, you're probably. going there and you're busting your ass to prove to them that you're worth that knowledge because you've got someone that's been title for 10, 20, 30 years and they're giving you 30 years of advice and you know stuff that you've, they've learnt, which is really invaluable. Like mm. The stuff that I know that I'm very picky with what I want to teach someone straight away if they come in as an apprentice because it's like, well, I took 10 years to learn that. yeah like, Why should I just give it to you? So you put them through the ringer a bit like we've been through some apprentices over the years through different shops and you see people just aren't cut out for it or they yep. don't have the love for it like there's a big difference between a tattoo artist and a tattooist someone that loves it like there's yeah so you sort of nut out a few people find the ones that don't really want to do it and put yep. in the time you know
0: and what type of style of tattooing is your is your favorite because lots of lots of tattooists do lots of different varying mm. things like you've done a multiple different yep. array of designs and shit like that for me. Yep. Um do you like the realism style of it the geometric shapes like what's your
1: So definitely realism. I love doing portraits. I like trying to get a picture and then copy it exactly and yep. get it as close to that as possible. Um but yeah, as as a starting out, I think you should definitely be skilled or at least have a good understanding of all the styles because every style works itself back into all the other ones like the basics like line work shading and all that so I think you should be very versed in all styles when you start out where you get some people coming through and they're very stuck on their one style that they already started drawing or designing and it's just like well you need to learn everything Mm. because you learn other stuff that you can incorporate into your style that you like by doing the other stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: What so. do you find is the hardest The hardest style? Is portrait the hardest? It seems like it would be just because of how realistic it has to be. But
1: from an outsider's perspective, everyone thinks it is because it's like, oh, how do you do that? But mm. like for me, I guess if you love it, you're enjoying it, so it doesn't feel hard. Mm. I feel like colour probably is, but not for necessarily for the fact of it being... So a hard like it is a hard style, like if you're doing color realism but it's it's just messy, yeah, like you've got black ink, you can just tap tap tap, but like when you' are doing a painting, if I've got red ink on my paintbrush and I need to go to green, obviously I have to wash it out, so it's just time consuming and just takes so long mm-hmm. so it's definitely one of the hard ones, but when it comes down to hard, I think it usually comes down to client, yeah, okay, so you've got skin types, they can't sit still, they sit like crap, just yeah.
0: What's, the, the, been the, what's been the worst, somebody like the worst that's been sitting down for you? Like what have they done? Have they passed
1: out? Oh, yeah. I've had, passing out doesn't happen as common as you think, but mm. it definitely happens. But that's not so much of a bad thing. Like it happens, you give them some sugar or water and they're all sweet. But hard is like someone that can't sit still. I've got mm. one client I called Twitch. Because he, like, naturally, like, he he can't help. He has, like, a little natural twitch. So trying to do, like, his style, he always likes line work. So I'm trying to pull a line. He's, like, moving in it. Mm. So thankfully, I've been tattling long enough. I can sort of deal with it and almost expect it. But, like, if a client's not sitting still, it's just near impossible. And do
0: you ever get to the point where you're just like, look, man, like, I can't. I can't do this tattoo like you you've I've been just close not, yeah. yeah
1: or just call it and say maybe we just you know call it a day come back try to refresh because it can be I've had times when I've been tattooed and you're just not feeling it mm. like you've got to be in the right it's a big mindset thing like people I don't understand it's like you've got to be mentally strong to get through it too Ooh, yeah. like, you know your body's telling you run don't yeah. do not do this and then you're just like nah I'm sitting here I'm gonna cop it mm. So, yeah, you got this big mental thing for sure.
0: Man, I remember the f- one of the first tattoos that I came down to see you for, I had rolled in from a night out at about 3 o'clock in the morning. Up the
1: sunny coast. Up the sunny coast. Yeah, and yeah. then <laughs> I was
0: like, holy fuck, I've got to get back to Levi. I've got to go and do a tattoo. And that was like we were starting – I think we were starting part of my sleeve and we did two days back to back. I think
1: it was in the – deer one the
0: stag one or something yeah and and like the wings and shit i think that's right yeah right and that was rough like i was smashing gatorade on my way down to get to you because i was was struggling (laughs) hard so you um so you haven't had to boot anybody out of the chair or anything like that which i guess is good but you have tattooed some pretty fucking cool people yeah. What's uh? So you've you've been able to you've tattooed a bunch of like the Broncos players and some that are now like Knights players, Katoni Stags, Tyson Gamble, and the big star of the moment, Reese mm. Walsh. Yep. How do you get into like those guys' DMs basically to get to the point where you're now going to be that tattoo artist?
1: That was by chance, really, bro. Like Katoni sort of just started making a big splash on the scene for the Bronx and like really. He was making a name for himself and now his contract come up and then he re signed with him and I just sent him a message like I was just a big big fan. He was killing it and I was just like, Hey bro, like I think he had about twenty thousand followers at that point. And I was mm. like, Hey bro, like if you ever want some ink, just I'd love to, you know, hook you up and then wasn't expecting a reply. Like it's yeah. I feel like obviously it'd be pretty hard that'd get that many inboxes and all that stuff, but he was still sort of just sort of breaking on the scene. I was like, oh, I'll shoot my shot and then he replied, he's like, Hey man, like yeah, I'd be keen and then um, Actually, he had family in town. So his brother was up from like, New South Wales and he, he fucking sent me a good one out. He had a home job in his, inside of his arm and then um, wanted me to cover it up with a very special tattoo. It was like a memorial tattoo for... I think it was their mum or grandma that passed away. So like the pressure was on and I mm. knew obviously Katoni was going to look at that and almost felt like a bit of a test, like to see if I can pass this. And he's like, yeah, sweet, you're good. And then I did it and it come up mint. And I've, I think I've completed his brother's sleeve now. But yeah, after that, Tony was like, yeah, man, I'm keen. So the next day, come down. And then after that, it was sort of just word of mouth. Hey, eh? like Tony come in. I hadn't messaged anyone else other than that. And um, yeah, one of the other boys hit me up. And it was sort of just like a, I guess, a domino effect after that. They've all sort of started coming to me. So I'm pretty, very thankful for that, to be honest. Like, yeah. it was a bit of a fangirl moment when he first walked in. I was like, you know, a little nervous and shit. And now it's sort of just like, I don't know, it's just chill. Everyone's like, oh, do you like, you know, wig out and shit. And I'm like, I did at the start for mm. sure. But now it sort of feels normal. And like, you've got to understand, like, they get, I guess, harassed in a way. Or like, there's so many fans. And you just want them to feel comfortable. So mm. it's just like, yeah. I guess I've pushed that aside now. I'm just stoked I get to tattle. And that's really, really cool.
0: What was it like having, like, because now, like, Tony was the the big picture. But now, Reezy Walsh is, like, he's in every headline all yeah. the time. And I saw on your Instagram as well that they did like a like a schmick videographer job and stuff like yeah. that. What was that like having that kind of like I guess not media because it wasn't like the news or something yeah. like that? What was that like having people in your in your space like, you know, that kind of thing? Having people video on you and shit like that. Yeah, that was
1: cool. I actually set that up because I hit I hit up Reese I was just like, hey, but I already tattooed him like two, maybe twice before that. And I was yeah. like, hey bro, like obviously no one is big name. I was just like, oh it'd be cool to get some video. So he hit up a videographer, asked him if he was sweet. He's like, yeah, bro, cool. So I got him down and it was right after he'd played, right after he'd played for Origin too. Yeah. So like, you know, he really made a splash. Like mm. his first year back at the, like at the Bronx and then he's made Origin, which was awesome. So yeah, he's definitely in the limelight. So it was really cool to get him down and managed to get a bit of a snippet. I definitely want to get a few more videos done with the other boys. Yeah, I've tattooed Ezra probably the most yeah. out of all of them. He's got some coverage. So yeah, I was, Definitely get a few more videos done. It's just cool to have that, I guess, on my profile. Obviously, it's good exposure, but it's it's just cool to have as well. Yeah,
0: and I mean, it's good like good social proofing for you too. Like the yeah. heaps of people always go through all of your profiles and, and yeah. shit. Like I know that when I was first like picking you, like I was looking through everything. Like yeah. you know, I'm just like okay, like I like this guy, how he's doing this and this. I don't yeah. like this and whatever. Because ultimately, like it's a permanent stamp on 100%. your body. And-
1: I love asking clients too. I'm like, first thing I ask them, like, when I haven't told them before, I'm like, oh, how'd you find out about me? Because obviously, it's good to know where your clientele's coming from. Yeah, it's still a lot of word of mouth, but yeah, I still like maybe like one every 10, one every twenty. It's like, oh, I seen that you tatted Reese, or I seen that you tatted Katony. Like I was just like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's like nice to know that that's obviously playing into it a bit too.
0: Yeah, and so when you're just doing like uh, like. Like freehand type tattoos where you're just coming up with the design. How do you pull that kind of inspiration all together? Do you get a little bit from them and then you put your own spin on it? Or how do you work all of that stuff? Yeah, you
1: definitely try to pick your client's brain a little bit. Like you want to get a little bit of, you have clients come in and they're like, oh, just do anything. Like, I just love your work. And I'm like, just give me something like mm. I just need something because like you know give me anything I could, I could come up with literally anything and they're like oh actually I don't like skulls I don't like butterflies so you gotta I need a little bit of direction um, but yeah usually just pick their brain a little bit get a vibe of what they do and don't like and then I'll start coming up with something and I guess it's sort of just relying on past experience of what you know works and even like especially in a shop like we're really good and big for leaning on each other going hey what do you think of this too because it's obviously two heads is better than one yeah so we all lean on each other, which is good. Like we've got a really good work environment like that. So it's yeah, it's really big, I think, to not show that you just need yourself. Just like you're more than happy to ask for help because then you get the best result, I think, to be yeah. honest.
0: And so now like having like over 10 years experience, obviously you're super comfortable tattooing anybody, anywhere, yeah. um, doing whatever design. What was it like the first time that you put needle to skin though?
1: Like... This yeah. hand shaking bro. Like yeah. even for the first couple of months and there's certain tattoos like every time you tattoo the ribs, bro. Like I still get nervous now because there's so many factors tattooing some areas, like the ribs, skin stretchy, you've got clients that are breathing, it's a painful area. So yeah, the first few times it's definitely nervous. But obviously it's just like anything, I guess. The more you get underneath your belt, the more comfortable you get, and then sort of the rest is history. Have you had to
0: tattoo anybody's eyeballs yet?
1: I've t- oh, I was meant to tell you Someone's eyelid I mm. didn't end up doing that But yeah The no, eyeballs aren't actually A tattoo So like they get ink And they inject Oh true They inject the iris which is the white bit? Mm, I don't know, yeah. something. The eyeball. Yeah. The white bit of the eye, and it actually just sort of bleeds out into the eye. <clears throat> but I think it actually can weep into your skin. Like you see people, they've got like black ones done, and it mm. actually starts like seeping out into their skin. Yeah, right. And that's irreversible. Yeah. Like with tattoos, we can get laser and stuff, but in the eyeball, that's dye. Like that's in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right, pretty right. hectic. <laughs>
0: and you are a man full of tattoos yourself. What's it like being a tattoo artist, mm. having to trust another tattoo artist with your own arms legs back whatever
1: oh man I'd freaking laser off half of mine eh? I think yeah. as an apprentice you like and I always knew I wanted to be covered but I was just like you're working for free and then I guess part of the payment is you work with other artists and they're like hey I'll give you a tattoo or I want to try this like one day one of the artists when I was an apprentice just got a heap of new colours and he was really keen to try it I never wanted any colour tattoos mm. But I was like, free tattoo, fuck yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, I copped the Chucky tattoo on my leg, which now I'm just like, oh, fuck no. I, <laughs> I haven't even seen the Chucky movies yet. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, no. As I'm getting older, I'm getting a lot more picky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess you just, just like anyone, you sort of look into what you like, or you just might be feeling around and oh, I just want a tattoo. Like, I went two years without getting tattooed. Yeah. So, you just hit up one of the guys, like, hey, you guys got time. It's just, it's hard mm. as a tattoo artist. In your own shop to get tattooed by another artist because you're not just trying to book in a day with them. You're trying to find a day you're not book you're not booked, they're not booked, and you both got time. So it's it's hard. Like we're constantly going, I'll tattoo you soon. It's like three months to like, yeah. have looked at it because you're all just busy. You got your own life. You got your own clients. So it can be pretty hard as a tattooist. Mm-hmm. And I swear, tattoos have some of the shittest tattoos.
0: Oh like, look, <laughs> to be honest, I've seen some tattoo artists with some fucking shit as before. But so, how do you then, and you touched on it briefly just then with how busy your schedule is? Because I could imagine that tattoo artists kind of just have to go with whenever it's busy as far as when the bookings are coming in. How do you get that work life balance if you've got to tattoo people fucking all day? And, and like sittings are long too, depending on yeah. what you're getting. How do you balance all of that with I, your own life? I don't.
1: <laughs> it's sort of like work first family second and then like obviously you want to put family first but end of the day you working is what's putting food on the table so sort of like work first family second and then trying to find a bit of time for yourself after mm. that like it's yeah it's hard kids are getting in school now so i guess work sort of then revolves around school drop-offs and pick off some pick up sometimes but yeah you just try to do your best bro like there's a lot of hours of the tattoos that you people don't realize we put in like I'm very lucky I've got my partner that handles all my bookings now so it frees up I used to spend 4 or 5 hours a night just trying to get back to people it was, mm. it was ridiculous like you'd finish a day 8.30 to 5.30 at work go home spend 3 4 hours on your phone trying to reply to people I and mean, it's the same crap it's just like what do you want where do you want it how big do you want it and it's just like repetitive Yeah. so it's just like a lot of lost time <laughs>
0: And then you'd also have a lot of people who just don't turn up for appointments and shit. Hey, probably over the years, you'd have a lot of that is if you, you refined that now.
1: Oh, yeah. That comes down to deposits. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you've taken a deposit when people actually show up. Mm, so yeah, yeah, funny you've got to be on top. It's so easy. Like, oh, and for some reason, it always seems to be like the clients. You're like, oh, they've been in a bit. You trust them. And then at one time you don't take a deposit, and one time they don't show up. Yeah. So true. you've got to be like anal about it, I guess. And just be yeah. like I don't care who you are, I'm taking a deposit.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. And I mean at the end of the day it's your it's your business. It's how you make yeah, it. Yeah, and
1: most people understand that nearly everywhere, like, you know, you've got to put a deposit down for something if you're you you do not get to go to a shop unless it's zip pay, which now tattoo's offer as well, mm. to take something without paying for it first. So yeah.
0: and so when do you when do you fit in within everything that you just said then, the actual designing of the the tattoo itself?
1: So usually, like most of my career I've always done the night before yeah. so I'll sit down that way it's fresh I'll go through and that's why I always like in person consults are good like if you're really trying to nut something out that you need to see in person like cover ups are a big one for that but that's why it's good on like Instagram or Facebook, whatever you use, and then you can go back to that client's conversation. You go through whatever reference they've sent you, and then you'll sit down that night and sort of put it through together. And if you have time, you send it to them, get their feedback. Otherwise, you know, you've know you got it ready. You roll in the morning, and you say, hey, I've got this. What do you reckon? And then usually they're like, hell yeah, let's go. Or they're like, oh, I don't like this, this, and this. And the good thing is nowadays with like iPads is it's a lot easier to alter something. Where yep. Back when I was an apprentice, you will printing off eight images, and then doing like a light box drawing of just the outline and you have to redraw a whole thing and you could lose a day trying to redesign something. Mm. So it, the technology has definitely helped that a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I used to lose, every night i spend three, four hours beforehand. So I'd finish day at work, saw kids, try to get Jimmy in or whatever and then come home and be like, I've fallen asleep that many times with a laptop or an iPad in my hand trying to design something like trying to keep your eyes open just because trying to make your next day easier because you're just so busy.
0: Mm, Just constantly feeling like you're playing catch up. Yeah, eh? just
1: trying to get ahead man. It's just, yeah, time is money. Yeah. So, you're just trying to have as much time in your back pocket as possible and just try to Knock as many things on the head as you yeah. can, I guess.
0: And so you've also been, um, you've done some competitions. Is that a like? Is that something that happens often in the tattooing world, like doing comps and stuff?
1: Yeah, yes and no. Like we've got, we've got a few that are getting a lot bigger in Australia. Like if you go to America, man, they've got conventions, it's like tattoo conventions, every weekend and different spots. And like you go there, I guess to try to test yourself against. I guess it is competition and I think it's a healthy thing it pushes you mm. but to see where you're at and if you take one away like I've won, I've only won like two awards and it was only a very small local thing so it's nothing I feel personally worth bragging about but mm. I'd only been on for like four, four maybe five years at that point and I walked away with two uh, trophies so that was cool.
0: Yeah,
1: um, But yeah we would just had the so the, the Tattoo Expo at Brisbane they do what they in Melbourne, Sydney Brisbane and Perth and they come up and entered some stuff in that and it was cool to see my piece go up and the judges having a real good like hard look at it mm. and hear like my client give a bit of feedback what they were saying that like, they were real impressed but it was up to some stiff competition so mm. and people that regularly go to them obviously they've got a bit of a name so they've already got that yeah, I guess the name to go up against that people already know of them. so you going in as a sort of a fresh artist that they haven't heard of there's sort of a little bit more to I guess make up. but is there like
0: a sh- is there like a like a ladder of like who's the best like tattoo tattoo yeah. um, like shop or whatever it might be like that you would go if I could work either not necessarily for them because you have your own shop, yeah. but if you could work with somebody, like who would 100%, that
1: 100%, I guess every artist would have artists that they look up to. Um, and especially nowadays with social media, like it's pretty easy to see who's up the top because you just look at their followers and like they've got to follow them for a reason unless mm. they've done something that, I don't know, has got them a bit of traction which doesn't necessarily have to do with tattooing heaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've definitely got shops or artists that you look at that you want to sort of be like or... You really respect their work, and you want to be as good as. So, mm. and
0: do you use that then to like try and better your tattoos as well? Like, 100%. yeah,
1: I need competition. Like, yeah. when I went from my I don't know, my last shop before that, from Jay Cook Designs to working underneath Trent, his work was really good, and I actually been talking to him before I worked for him, and I really liked his work, and I thought it was awesome. Did lots of realism stuff, and then my work within six months working next to him and seeing how like how he was pushed me yeah. and then we've got another artist that joined us, our shop that we opened last year and like he like he brought another dynamic to the shop and like that pushed us again like it's just it's really good and healthy to have other artists that are necessarily better than you or, like, do different stuff to, like, push you because art is always evolving. If you ever think you've reached a pinnacle and, like, I'm as good as I'm going to get, you're never going to get any better. Yeah. Like, you should always be looking to evolve for mm. sure, I reckon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, and it gives you that... It keeps that fire in your belly, hey? Like, yeah. it keeps you just loving what you're doing, loving the the struggle and the yeah. and the grind of it to get better and better.
1: And I think it's good to, um, like, go on guest spots. So we call them guest spots. You know, you might travel to Melbourne and, like... Um, you know, just try to work at a shop just to work with different people because like you could get 10 realism artists tattoo the same thing and they're all going to look slightly different because mm-hmm. everyone has their own like we're all humans like we're you know we're individual so everyone has their own way of doing things so they're all going to look slightly different to a yeah. degree so yeah working with different people it's cool just to pick up or pick their brains why do you do that how do you do this and mm-hmm. just like i guess you sort of like i call it like your tool bag like you you learn all this stuff and you pick from the tool bag like, oh, I might try this, this and this and you go through stages like my, my maybe it was my style but my the way I tattoo can change three or four times in a year because you're yeah. just feeling, not feeling this way, you feel like I want to try that, I want to push this so you're always trying to just like level up I guess and mm-hmm. you might go back and be like, oh, that's not working and like it doesn't look as good as how I was tattooing six months ago so then you go back and revert and fine-tune that you Yeah. just sort of try to push the envelope even more.
0: And so do you guys have like... Yeah. Like, tutorials isn't the right word to use, Mm. but, like, do you watch dudes, like, how they tattoo to learn how to do a a different style? 100%. Um, And do they actually, like, show you, like, kind of like an apprenticeship, like, you know, as a builder, teaches somebody how to use a saw or something like that for the first time? Yeah. Because, like, you guys have got so many different types of needles and shit like that. And the fucking shading needles hurt the fucking most. Uh, bro, Dad said the one when you, especially when it's after it's Raw Man, and you're just yeah. like strap in, bro. I'm gonna fucking shade the shit out of this for a while. <laughs> no, that it ain't it. pissed off I am that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got you guys just watch it and then show them how to do it, or like sorry, how the, sometimes
1: you might be watching them and you don't even understand how they're doing it. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, how do you do that? Or like it might come down to how fast you're running your. Yeah your machine or how you're moving your hand like we had an artist come over recently from Perth and his work is phenomenal like it's he's how he's titled he's been titled about 13 years I was picking his brain a bit and um he's he does realism work and it is ridiculous like mm. it's basically where I'd love my work to be so I'm like oh you've been titled 13 years I've got 5 years to be as good as you yeah <laughs> like in the back of my head like yeah it's just it's cool to have him come over and I didn't have much of a chance unfortunately because I was working at the same time to sort of like hover over his shoulder and have a look mm. but, yeah, you definitely try to pick up anything you can just to try to give you that leg up. And they do do like other artists overseas. They've they've got tutorials or classes that you can go pay, and they'll give you one on one stuff. So yes. it's getting bigger, and you can buy them online now. So like it's yeah, because of technology, that stuff's becoming more readily available, which mm-hmm. is awesome.
0: So now take me through how the fuck a tattoo gun, how whatever is it a tattoo gun? That's what it machine. is, right? Tattoo machine. <laughs> How does a tattoo machine work? I think there's probably lots of people that are listening to this that have got tattoos and they see how, like, you know, see it working, but how yeah. does it actually fire it into you? So your... you go
1: back old school and you got the coils and loud as one, like, like, yeah. That was, they're pretty basic. It's like electricity running through your coils, hits a back bar, and it's just a back and forth, like just electricity's springing. Uh, arm that your yeah, is connected to just forward so it's just yeah. literally that's creating the back and forth and it's just running at a different speeds you turn up the voltage and it's going to go faster turn it down and it goes slower but mm-hmm. nowadays we've got what we call um, rotaries and basically it's um, it's a motor mm-hmm. and they spin but obviously still create that back and forth so it's just a motor and now we've gone from mm-hmm. having something with a foot pedal and you having to push and it's all connected to battery power because obviously yeah. batteries have gotten so much better mm-hmm. I remember being an apprentice going oh imagine this, battery-powered tattoo machines. And 10 years ago, that was like so far in the distance, it sounded crazy. Yeah. And now that's what we all run, no? Like people still run the old school stuff, but I'd say 90% of people are still like running the new stuff because yeah. why not? You don't have any cords in your way. It's just so much easier.
0: Mm-hmm. And so how does that, how does it actually pick up the ink to then transfer it into,
1: into like somebody? The motion, I guess, because you've got the tube around the end of your needle and it moving back and forth and creates a bit of, I guess, a suction and just pulls it straight up back into your end of your, your needle tip and then it just sort of holds it there and then once you make contact with the needle to the skin, it's then pushing it down with gravity and, yeah, away you go. And
0: so fact or fiction then is, co- does colour hurt more than, like, the black?
1: Yes, but that's because of the way you apply it because, okay. like, black, uh, black and grey wash, it's very thin. It's like water yeah and it's very easy to suck up and put into the skin where color it's pigment and certain pigments are thicker than others and you got to work it into the skin a hell of a lot more so that like you'll get a color piece i had a color piece that took over a month to heal where a lot of the time gray wash you're done within a week or two mm. because it's just so thick in your skin and it's just really hard to get in then some people's skin just doesn't want to take color yeah let alone like yeah normal normal like black and grey ink so yeah you might get some clients and it's just like near impossible to get colour in or obviously you've got a person that's got really fair skin to dark skin you're like well colours not going to show up on you bro or the other person you're like well colours really going to show up on you mm.
0: so, so how do you as a tattoo artist because I remember when I was like when I got my very first tattoo and I didn't know how to fucking look after it as far as like... people, Because people would say, don't get it in direct sunlight. Don't go for a swim. Don't do this. Mm. Keep it wrapped in glad wrap for fucking four days. You know, let yeah. it be wet. How do you look after a tattoo that it heals the best and it takes the best of your skin?
1: I guess everyone, everyone's slightly different. Everyone's got their own sort of approach. Everyone's got their own creams that they like using this and that. But naturally, your body will heal its tattoo itself. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is keeping it clean. Yeah so it's technically like a wound and then if you get it dirty it's going to get infected but I like letting it dry out for a day or two because if you're putting cream straight on an open wound just like anything like you're wrapping something up in band aid, it doesn't breathe it just sweats mm-hmm. and it stays moist and it's people are going to love that word moist yeah a few more times it's nice <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like by letting it dry out it's going to seal itself off it's going to get all of that scabby and dry quicker and then um yeah you start sort of applying some cream just lightly like you don't need to go over the top like I remember as an apprentice and one thing that stuck in my head was this girl come in we didn't do the tattoo she come in she got a tattoo behind her ear and the cream was caked on and Mm. I was like what the hell and then one of the other boys like I was only new he come over wiped it all off and it was just weeping like oh I got it done yesterday it just seems really like a day or two ago it's just like yeah it doesn't seem like it's healing and he's like stop creaming it so much Mm. because like it just smothers it you've been off letting it breathe and then you hear other stories of people like read like glad wrap and leaving glad wrap like glad wraps is going to suffocate it and mm. sweat and be all gross so yeah you're better off just letting it breathe or you've got the stuff nowadays they've got like a medical like skin I think they used to use it on like people with burns or like certain cuts and it's like a, a light film it looks like contact you used to put on your school books yeah and you put that over your tattoo and it's sort of a, it's almost like tricks the body to think like it's already sort of healed itself over
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just like yeah, it speeds up the healing process, and like obviously it's real tender that first day or two. And having that little barrier protection actually makes it heaps less painful to sleep with. So I love using that for just the first day or two, just to get a good night's sleep. Cause it's so shit sleeping with a fresh tattoo. Yeah, and absolutely.
0: Especially if it's been a long session. Oh, too, hey, so hey. Like, so
1: tender. I just got my torso done the other day and I couldn't train for a week because I couldn't put my hand above my like shoulder. I yeah. Feeling like feel I like was gonna rip. Yeah. So certain areas are definitely worse than others too.
0: What's the longest session that you've sat through?
1: Probably my recent one. Yeah. Because I started my torso with two of the boys. We did like a tour once, one start at the bottom, one at the top from let me start about I think it was like eleven thirty to six thirty. And then one of them had to start his next tattoo on someone else, and then BJ kept going till nine thirty that night. So, about about ten hours of tattle on. And I've mm-hmm. done about ten hours on my arm, but arm compared to torso was nothing. Yeah, I was definitely um, contemplating my life decisions. <laughs> yeah. <It was> shit. <laughs>
0: What's the longest session that you've actually given to somebody?
1: Eleven hours of tattle on. Yeah, we did this chick and about. Wrist up to inside a bicep. It was freaking huge. It was like a full A three page, and I had colour in it and everything. Yeah, it was a big session. That was huge. Like we got in the shop about eight thirty nine, and we didn't leave till like eleven that night. Yeah. Because like obviously there's time for breaks and like setting up and then doing the design and stuff. So yeah, that, that's the biggest day. No one's taken that crown yet. So yeah, eleven hours total. One's pretty boss.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do those uh, creams like those mm-hmm. nummet creams and stuff? Do they
1: work? real Oh well? man, I loved. Love to talk about this. So they work. <laughs> they yeah. do. Um, but and um, they're a chemical on your skin at the end of the day. And obviously trying to look after your skin before you get tattooed and after is really important. And, um, yeah, they're a chemical. And it, they chemical burn your skin partly. And there was an artist, I can't remember who it was, but um, one of the boys showed us and he basically did a tattoo and he split it in half. So half the area where I was getting tattooed had numbing cream on it and the other half didn't did the tattoo and obviously covered both services and then they show the result of the healing and there was an obvious difference between the half that didn't have any numbing cream on it compared to the half that did Yeah. and there was an obvious difference with how much better without using numbing cream the other side was mm-hmm. and the biggest problem with numbing cream is they're great for small tattoos like they la- maybe last an hour or so um, some can last maybe a couple hours if you get really good stuff if you're lucky but mm. Where else going on with this? Um,
0: Different types of numbing creams are good for small tattoos.
1: Yeah, sorry, that's right. Uh, small good for small tattoos, but the large ones is like all your pain receptors sort of go off, go offline. So like you're not feeling the pain, not feeling the pain. Yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. And I've actually tried this myself because I wanted to just get an understanding of how it felt. Mm. Like I've never felt the need to do it. But I was like, I was getting a small one. I just wanted to get my own personal experience. So you're not feeling it, not feeling it. And then as it starts wearing off, all that pain that you haven't been feeling, all those pain receptors start coming online. So you're now feeling the pain of the tattoo that you're getting currently and all that pain that you haven't been feeling from the tattoo parts that have been done then starts coming on and it's sort of just like overload you. Mm. And almost like 70% of people, once that numbing cream starts wearing off, I almost guarantee they're going to tap. Yeah. Because it just starts overwhelming. It's too much. I've been feeling no pain to then all of this pain is it's just too much and then yeah. just tap out.
0: So don't do numbing cream. Just,
1: just suck yeah, it up and it sit out. through it's it. It's a and, big yeah. mental thing to be honest. <laughs> yeah. If I'm like going to do anything I'm like oh maybe get some pain meds or something like just mm. some codeine or just something to take your mind off of. it. I feel like anything that's going to like I like going in with headphones my iPad and I'll just watch something, a movie or music or something to take your mind off it. Of. Honestly, if you're sitting there and just concentrate on it, of course it's going to hurt more.
0: Mm. Just like anything. Or if it's a good shop like your guys, we'll you just, just watch Netflix. Yeah, talk shit and then we'll put a movie on and watch it anyway, That's all it. together. Yeah, Have a good laugh. Watch lap. the
1: same movie three times a <laughs> week.
0: Um, so let's, let's move away from tattooing then for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of comes into that, how do you fit it? fit all of this in with your own time you've got four kids how old are your kids
1: and so we've got six five three and three so yep. I've got two of my own my partner's got two and yeah it's pretty hectic mm. but yeah they're nearly all in school so it's not too bad
0: so well, how was that then with the pressures of apprenticeships starting a business owning a business all while having kids which are a full time job itself yeah How, how'd you go with managing all of that stuff?
1: I guess you sort of just learn on the run, to be honest. You just got to make it work, especially, you know, like kids sort of have to come first. I worked a lot and I guess having a partner at home to help sort of with that stuff. It's just, yeah, you just do your best, man, to be honest. Yeah. That's all you can do, I really, I guess. Try to make sure when you've got your days off, you get, make time for them and for yourself and, Just make the most of the time you do get off. And then when you're at work, make the most of work time so that you're making the money so that you've got that spare time and you've got to have, you know, holidays and make time. I definitely struggled for a long time because I've always just been like work, 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 work to not take time out where now me and my partner, we really try to make sure we make time for ourselves and make time for the kids so that we do get that time. Otherwise, you know, you just neglect it and you just sort of, guess you fall away. You get so stuck on a tunnel vision of, oh, where, where are we going to be in three years where you need to remember just like to slow down and smell the roses because mm. you never know when it is your time. That's that's the biggest thing, I guess. Yeah. So I've definitely tried to step back a little bit and make sure I still make time for myself and the family. It's obviously important. It's so easy to get stuck on trying to get ahead that you just forget about everything else.
0: Mm. And and your kids are the one that they're going to remember whether or not you were there for that's it. all of the different things. So what's... uh. What's your thoughts on your on your kids when they get old enough? Getting tattoos and things like that, happy for it? Not a fan. I don't care if
1: they do or don't. I I always laugh when you got people coming, Oh my parents hate this, hate that, like the end of the day, you gotta be your own person. Mm. And as long as they feel supported and they feel they can come to me, I don't care what they, yeah. what they get up to. As long as they feel safe within the household and they can come to me with anything, I'm happy.
0: That's so being most. a being a dad is a lot of a lot of responsibility. Being a business owner is a lot of responsibility. What do you find is a, is a harder job, the business or being a dad?
1: Being a dad. <laughs> yeah? Why is that? Our business comes easy, I guess, because I've been doing it so long. But I guess you got to like find your own. Their kids. You've got to remember their kids. And then it's easy to get, I guess, wound up like, oh, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why are you sookie this? But at the end of the day, I guess they're still learning themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess it's just trying to find that patience. So having kids has definitely tested and made me grow my patience even more. And it's kind of fascinating thing. The other day is like you find yourself saying all the shit your dad used to say to you. Yeah. Like, was well, your head screwed on? You'd lose that if it wasn't screwed on. Yeah. All this stuff and like all the old stuff that you get. You're like, hey, this is stuff my dad said to me or my mom said to me. You're yeah. like, all right, it's coming full circle now. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so you've got, um, you've got. Kids with uh, with your ex-partner as well. Mm-hmm. How does your current partner go with the whole, you know, kind of combined families and, you know, you've got two kids with her and two kids with
1: yes uh, Yeah, so your you're sort of going – like, we're, we're kind of lucky because our girls are so close. Like, they're five and six and the boys are, like, four months apart. So we're kind of, like, lucked out, to be honest. Like, it's awesome. They just buddy up and they just play. So I'm pretty thankful for that. The mm-hmm. boys are really cute. Like, they're reaching the age now where they're, like, talking a lot more and, like – I had them actually today and they're just sort of playing and had a little moment of like, oh, best friend. So it's just, yeah, it's really cute. I'm mm. pretty thankful. I always wanted a big family. So yeah, can't complain, man, to be honest. Yeah.
0: That's good. And so what's something that you, like as a dad, that you want to like instill into your kids that like is something that they can take into everything that they do? It's
1: okay to make mistakes. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like, you just got to, as long as you're trying, that's all that matters. Mm. Like for sure. Like I just, I love seeing... I guess being a dad, they obviously have a different relationship than with mum. And you're the one, I feel like, pushes them. So, like, seeing my kids, like, they won't do one thing or they're not keen on that. So, I'll try to push them and, like, make them, like, I'm here, I'm here. But, like, you need to trust yourself and trust me. So, like, little things like, oh, they were, when they were a little, like, scared to go on the beach. But I'm like, here, hold your hand and take you in. And just seeing them sort of, like, get confident within themselves because you you've got they've got you by your side. And just watching them flourish and get confident—it's very rewarding. It's mm. definitely the biggest thing about being a parent: is to see them being happy with themselves. It's like awesome to see them like grow. I guess. Mm. And so, how
0: do you how do you go then with like within your within yourself then to keep you being the best dad that you can be? Who are you learning from? What are you learning? And what do you want to keep on getting better at?
1: Oh, that's a good one and a tough one. I guess it's just sort of being patient. It's so easy just to like finish a day at work and you just want to do nothing and just zone out and like dad, dad, dad. But it's just like trying to find that extra gear and be like, you know, they've missed you all day. And it was the same when you were a kid. You just want to play with dad or mom. So it's just trying to push yourself to be patient and realise that they really want your time and just allocating a bit of time to do that because then you see them happier too because they need your time as much as you need your own time,
0: I mm. guess. And so what's uh, what's been the biggest... It's been the biggest struggle with being a dad.
1: The patient side, I think. The so. patient side of yeah, it. Yeah, no, what about it's just so. being?
0: What about just being you?
1: Just trying to find time for myself. Yeah. As you get lost in everything else, trying to find. So you just, yeah. I think Jim Jim's been the biggest thing, just to try to like you know, it's something that you can duck out of the house when they're asleep, or try to wake early, wake up early, and get there just to try to. Get a bit of you time in, just something to try to keep you grounded and make sure you're not running on empty, I guess. Try yeah. to look after everyone else, because unless you look after yourself, how can you look after everyone else? Is mm. the biggest thing, I guess.
0: You still fishing?
1: Man, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's either gym or nothing. After that, I haven't gone for a fish in like two years. It's crazy. I was going like three, four times a week. Yeah. But I just had a bit more time then. Mm. So now I've got a business, you know, got to prioritize, and the kids are getting older, and you got school and shit, so. Yeah, out goes fishing and I'll get back there one day.
0: Yeah. So, so kid, kids are growing up, which you said like you're excited for. Obviously, they start to talk a little bit more, kind of become a bit more of your buddy, you know, you they yeah. kind of getting away from that like, man, just do something cool for once, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but so let's go right back then. Let's go young Levi. Mm-hmm. Let's go... Delinquent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all... Tell us a little bit because you sent me through like a bit of a yarn, which is a good one. And I want to hear you tell me this story about what you were uh, getting yourself into a bit of a uh, bit of strife when you were a young fella.
1: Oh, I guess I, everything sort of revolves back into this, and it sort of ended up getting into tattooing. But I had one of my mates, he got kicked out of home. We took him in, and he started, we were like 13, 14, I think, and he was doing a bit of like graffiti, but not just tagging stuff, like actual pieces. <laughs> And I was like, man, that's art. That's cool. Like, that's. I really started getting a vibe for it. And then, yeah, that. I actually sort of stopped drawing as much. Like, I used to draw nearly every day. And I remember asking my mum, like, she put me in art class a while, like, at one stage. I'm like, why'd you do that, mum? You never did that with Mother Brothers. And she's like, you just never stopped drawing. And I just sort of went through a plateau where I didn't draw. And then I picked, found sort of graffiti and I started drawing every day again. Like, Mm. it it was awesome to get that passion back. And then, yeah, I guess we used to. Once I found that love, it was obviously, it was illegal for a start. And it was the alias side of things that was really cool. Like, you'd pick a word, and, like, that was your word, and you're, like, tagging it around or doing pieces, and you catch the train, and you've seen, like, you've gone out on a mission. as like, a 15-year-old, like, snuck out of the house and then caught the train with all this fucking paint in your bag and shit, and then jump fences, this and that. And, um... Yeah, see people on train got like, looking at that, and he's like, "Yeah, I did that." Mm. But people didn't know, and it's just like this alias of, I guess, you know, I'm something without people knowing, and like it's mm-hmm. like you ran a mask and plain sight, so that yep. was, I don't know, just a bit of a high from that that I never experienced before. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and then but you did end up getting pinched, eh? Yeah,
1: yeah? and it wasn't even my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got where I was living at the time got raided, but actually like a graffiti task force. A graffiti
0: it. task force. Yeah, Holy. crazy. I just imagine dudes coming in with like art aprons on. Just <laughs> <my way.
1: laughs> I wasn't there. I was somewhere else too. And I got a call and it's like, hey, I need access to your computer. I'm like, why the fuck are you in my room? Get out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the cops are here. I'm like, oh, fuck.
0: So what ended up happening? Like, So
1: what... I ended up going down for an interview. They had like 160 charges or some shit. And yeah one tag is considered a charge so I had to sit there have an interview and basically just sat down and I went through picture by picture going that was me this wasn't me and I got it down to like 38 charges because people would tag your word for you shouting you out and so they would take the photo of that whatever they took photo with the council so I was able to go like well I didn't do that you can see the hand style that's my style blah 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 so I got down to 38 goes to little court and they're like too many charges throws it out so I had to go um, Supreme or Magistrate. whatever the ones underneath the little one you first go to. Mm-hmm. I think it's Magistrate. I'm not know. sure. Anyway, so I went from the little court, got kicked up to the big one, and I had to go... At that point, I'm going like 300 bucks a week. Yeah. Fuck all. So I ended up getting legal aid, and then they represented me up there. The first time I went up there, I didn't realize there was no legal aid, so I had to get it adjourned. So I ended up going to court three times. Finally, on the third time, I had my lawyer or whatever, and then just by chance there happened to be a school excursion that day mm-hmm. so there's a whole class of like private school kids sitting in there I'm in my formal outfit that I bought for formal because it was like the only dress shit I had yeah. trying to look all smart and sorry for myself Yeah. and um, one of the boys wrote a word like his word that was his alias and I knew he was caught on a train and hopped off a certain station every day so I was like one night I was out fucking doing what we did and then I wrote, old mate's word loves dick from sort. Because it yeah. was like my word, hence like the sort production tattoo thing. That's how it's sort of all linked up. Yeah. And I get a message, he's like, you're a dickhead, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. they bring that up in court. They're taking a photo and they're like, um, Levi, use such um, profanity as old mate loves dick from sort. And then the whole classroom in the background starts laughing, mm. like out loud. And I'm trying to sit here sorry for myself. And I'm watching the like... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> trying to look sad and shit, and I was like, oh fuck, that was the hardest I've ever tried not to laugh. And then the judges fall up, bang, 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 and I was like, oh fuck, he's pissed. Yeah. And they were trying to get me for like 300 hours community service and all this shit. I ended up getting down to, sorry bro, mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up going down to um 120 hours community service and I got a three and a half grand fine and no conviction, so that was good. Oh, stakes. But yeah, that, that, I did 120 hours at Vinnie's. True. Bro, listen to 4BHQ yeah. for like four hours every Sunday to try to get this 120 hours down. That was enough to make me like, I'm never getting caught cool again. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was fucked. There's like a little nana running the joint having to like lift up this old furniture and shit. Like, I was fucked. Fuck, how many hours did
0: you say? 120. 120. Did you have to do that like all like all at once basically, like continuously or did you have to spread it out over every, weekends and if stuff? I didn't turn
1: up, like, like I think I, I got three chances but like I never, I just, I wanted to get it done with. So yep. it was every Sunday I rocked up and I did like anywhere from like four to six hours and it took me like a year and a half or some shit to like, get that time. I ended up like... Getting in good with like the nano, and I was a few times I was like, Oh, I'm feeling a bit sick. I'm like, Go home. She's like, Oh, it's all right, lovely. you've done well. And she like marked me down for like four hours instead yep. of the two hours there. Yeah. And I'm literally like fucking off to go get paint and beers and go to the boys to a legal wall and paint that day yeah. anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was shit.
0: And so, did you feel like, uh, once you did get like when you got pinched and you had to do all those like. Yeah, as a community service. Did you square yourself up a bit and just be like... Yeah, I definitely
1: pulled back. And I guess I was getting a bit older too. Like when I got those charges, I was still in high school. And then by the end of community service, it'd probably been like two years on. And I'd sort of started working full time and didn't have as much time for it. So it started tapering off. Then I found tattooing. And then it sort of just sort of all stopped. Mm -hmm. Like I still... I miss it don't get me wrong like when I build a house one day I'd love to have my own like wall that I just get to paint with the boys have a barbecue and stuff like it's, it's really fun it's a different outlet I guess mm. that'll be different from tattooing but yeah, definitely tape it off and just sort of got over it. Yeah, how
0: do you get? How do they get themselves into some of those fucking positions that they get up to? Because like, surely some of those access points must be fucking mental to try and get oh, up right. to. People
1: have died from trying to do some of the things. Like you're running on live like train tracks, like over in America and other places. Like they got like live train tracks. Like you step on, you get electrocuted and yeah. shit. I remember there's this place called Sparks Hill, and there was this pole. Um, it was like big water towers and stuff. And I was this pole that was, like, on this power station. And then every time you go up there, like, someone else had, like, climbed up this thing. And like, you had to climb over a gate, like, a sharp gate thing to stop people climbing up. And you're climbing around the safety thing to stop people doing it to go drop a tag higher and higher and higher. And then yeah. one day I'm just like, fuck all these kinds. I climbed top of this thing. It would have been, like, fucking four or five stories. Yeah. Got up the top, did a tag, and then literally slipped and fell, I had these like ringlets around it and fell and like caught myself. And like, I'd seen death that morning. My mate was yeah. down at the bottom. was like, holy fuck, you just dying!" i yeah. like, it took me two minutes to like just calm myself down. Yeah. Yeah, you put yourself in some pretty precarious situations <laughs> to do the stupidest shit. And it's like, why? I'm like, looking back now, I'm like, why? What yeah. the fuck was the
0: past? Oh man, the amount of times you look back on some of the shit you did when you were a young fella, right? And oh, you're just man. like, oh, 100% percent you be dead because of that. Oh yeah.
1: Definitely. I yep. pulled my, main back, my mate back one night. We're trying to creep across the tracks, and he went to go, and the train did stop running. But they're still trying to pull him into, obviously Bowen Hills train, train yard, and he went to like jump out. And the train didn't have the light on. It was mm. going real slow, and as he jumped out, I've heard the train. I'm like fuck, and he's, he nearly literally jumped in front of the train. And I grabbed him by his shirt and pulled him back, and then it happened a second time. Straight after that, he went to we're like, all right, I think it's good now. He jumped out again, another train. I was like, fuck. (laughs) I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and you can wait after me. Like, yeah, you get yourself into some stupid positions and if your parents knew, they would fucking kill you. Yeah, never found out though? Oh, mum found out just after I got kicked out because I got dropped home at like 2.30 in the morning. Um, by a penny wagon, oh, like by, by a cop car. Yeah. So yeah, I was in shit, and she kicked me out like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she found out, alright. Yeah.
0: Did you? Uh, what'd you end up having to do? You got kicked out of home. Where'd you go? What you uh, do?
1: my mate ended up taking like my mate and his grandparents ended up taking me in and I put myself through year twelve. So I was really good of them. They've become pretty much family. So I was, went through year twelve, and then after that, sort of got myself on my feet with full time Where I was working thirty five hours a week with. With school anyway, yeah. You pay for the paint, yeah. <laughs> the paint, the <laughs> drink and the party, yeah.
0: Um. So, tell, me, like, talk to me about, like, like running your business. What's the What's the hardest thing to to continue keeping that business going? Like, because obviously, there's, like you said, within a one k radius, there can be so many different tattoo artists within that small distance. What's the hardest thing though with keeping that business going?
1: I guess you want to keep your employees happy because then you've got a good vibe. Like, every the biggest thing that people come to our shop and that they rave about is the vibe in the shop. Mm. Like everyone has fun and like we're just in there to make it a fun environment. Like it's already a and you hear about people like and back in the day especially like walking in a tattoo shop it can be quite intimidating. Like, mm. You got people covered in tattoos, you know, you know you're gonna be in pain, like some tattoos can be, you know, a little bit standoffish and mm. you know, don't know how to go about it where like we you know we always try to like greet our clients with a smile on our face make sure they feel welcome and all that crack a few jokes just try to break the ice and then before you know it, like they're joining in too so it's definitely probably the biggest thing is like we've got a good environment and everyone that we have have working for us like we're more of a big family so it just makes the environment better and then has people people literally say they come back for the environment let alone the tattoos Mm. like we're very picky with the artists we take on and we're we're very hard on ourselves all of us as artists when we do something wrong which is a good sign i think you know like we may not be like the clients always leave they're always happy and it's awesome but like as an artist you're always trying to find faults in your work just to try to push yourself next time and do better so yeah we definitely hold ourselves to a high standard which is good
0: yeah has it been any tattoo and this could even be like when you were an apprentice or whatever it's mm-hmm. been any tattoos that you have fucked and you've just been like gosh oh, what's shit. been the worst there's one
1: that always sticks with me and it's like a wolf i did and it's partly the client's fault but partly mine like i've only been tattooing for like a year and a half but he wanted a picture of a wolf yeah and he brought in a picture of someone else's tattoo and you need flat images and someone brings in a picture of a tattoo it's like an image that's wrapped around an arm so it's not a flat image it's distorted Mm. so you're not getting the proper value of the image and it was half wolf half like mandala wolf so I ended up I tried to find original photos like you'd want to do and he didn't like it he wanted that half of the wolf but he wanted it full wolf so I had to cut it in half then flip it and then join it up but then I tattooed it and I thought I was happy with it at the time like at the time I was like yeah sweet like I killed it like for you know, someone had been tattooing for like a year or two, and then at that point, the person I worked for, we had to take photos of tattoos and send it to him. And then he like called me. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's just like, "That's Jack bro And he's like, I'm like, fuck." And I ended up looking at it, and I was like, "Oh fuck." He's like, "It was it was real skinny." Yeah. And after that, I had like a vendetta against wolves. Eh? Yeah. And then I ended up like since then, I didn't think I did a wolf for like six months, and one come up, and I was nervous. I was like, mm. "Fuck." Here we go. Here's another wolf. But I ended up having a vendetta against wolves and they ended up becoming one of the best things I could tattoo mm. because I was just like, all oh, right, that was a weakness. I need to get better at it now. Yep. So I was just like, fucking, let's see how I can do this better. Yeah. So yeah. And I like, think well, like over eight years I've spelled two things wrong. Yeah. So that's not too bad. Yeah. And I was able to fix them. So that was kind of lucky.
0: What's the, what's the worst ones that you see? for people coming in that are just like they might not necessarily want you to fix it but you see it and you're just like it's always home
1: jobs bro yeah we had this one chick come in and like people just think it's as simple as like drawing on the skin but there's so much to tattooing it's not funny and Mm. which is why like not anyone can do it like you need to be you know mentored for 6 to 12 months before you even have the slightest idea of what you're doing and um, this one chick come in, she got a home job, and she had keloid scarring at no she I reckon one of them was nearly a centimeter off her skin. They drilled her that fucking much. Like, yeah. just, like, there's nothing you can do about the scarring. Yeah. Like, she could have it off the tattoo, but at the end of the day, that scarring's still there. Mm. And, yeah, just home jobs. Like You can't help but laugh. Or yeah. people saying, oh, I did this when I was drunk. And it's like, oh, every good tattoo story starts <laughs> with this, I was drunk before I started it.
0: Do you have your... Because, um, obviously, you take your own gear to the shop yeah. and... Do you ever do tattoos when you're just at home, like either on your missus or your mates or anything like that outside of the studio?
1: Yeah, legally, you're probably like not usually meant to for money, but like on the occasion, like yeah, you can take some stuff home and just mm. sort of tattoo someone if you feel like it. But everything's just easier at the shop, bro. Like, oh, people do it at home, do it cheap. It's like, I'd rather do it at the shop. I've got better lighting. I've got everything I need, all the equipment. It's just like taking it home. It's just a pain in the ass and you got to like create an area that's sterile. And obviously you can set up home and you know how to make everything sterile. But when you just walk in the door at your shop and you've got everything you need, it's like, why well, would I do it at home if I don't mm. have to? And I
0: mean, the shop always smells clean too. 100%. You walk into a at tattoo morning, shop. Morning,
1: night, everything's clean. Like yeah. you could make your house like that too for the moment, but it's just like everything's looked after at the shop. Mm. So it just makes more sense to do it.
0: So yeah. take me through take me through your process for like your, you've got to go in for, let's say... A, Eight-hour session, right? Somebody's coming in. Let's say do an arm. What's your process from start to finish? Like, how do you keep yourself
1: going? So, obviously, your client contacts you first. You pick their brains. So that's all, like, pr- prior to the consult, like, to the appointment itself. They come in. You're either set up. You set yourself up. And obviously, you want to feed because sometimes you just don't stop. Sometimes you get tattoos. So I always try to have decent breakfast. Mm-hmm. The other day, I tattooed through to, like, 5 o'clock and didn't stop once because you just... Under the pump, and you didn't want to stop, want to put the time into it. Get your client prepped, get the stencil on, make sure they're happy, and then once the stencil's on it, sort of just go ham, sort Mm. of plod along. But yeah, I find music's a big thing for me to keep me going. Um, if I don't have fucking good music on, like, I'll put headphones in or some shit. Yep. Obviously, we're trying to keep everyone happy. you got, like, eight artists. And we might put movies on and shit, but, like, sometimes you just, like, start putting stuff on. And you're like, I'm going to sleep, bro this Yeah. Is like, I've literally micro-sleeped during a tattoo before, like, yep. multiple times just because I've worked such big hours. And you're like, all right, got to have a quick five-minute break. Go get some water and shit. And then yeah just sort of wake yourself up and get yep. back into it blast some music mm-hmm. I always end up like reverting to like um, house music and shit if I'm doing like a late night cause I'm just like yep time to get myself amped and just like get the tempo up yeah but you also like other than keeping yourself going you gotta keep your client going too like mm. knowing like we on our former ask like have you eaten uh, are you this like do you have that like like, you know, like maybe can um, health conditions or something so you gotta be very onto it with your client and be very aware too like you might look up one minute and they're real pale and you're like okay you weren't pale a minute ago what's going on so yeah. chill and sometimes you gotta you can sort of Ease someone through a tattoo and be like, You're doing well, or sometimes you just got to put them on a the bitch. Yeah, like I had one client, and I like tried to, like, Oh, you're doing good, bro, keep going. Like, and then he ended up tapping out and didn't finish the tattoo. So the next time I was put the cunt on bitch, I was just like, Bro, stop being a bitch. Like, let's finish this. And like, and he ended up fucking sitting like three hours longer than he did. And it's like, yeah. Not that he was, I was just trying to like get in his head and mm. mentally get him amped up to finish the tattoo, and he did. Yeah. So, like, your people skills as a tattooist is very important too, mm. which is like, as an apprentice, you learn everything you learn as an apprentice, like you do everything but tattooing when you start out and you don't realize and it's the biggest thing I say to an apprentice coming through is like everything you're doing right now, you end up implementing into your own tattoo. Like you're serving clients and you're learning to talk to people. So then when you're dealing with clients yourself, you already know how to talk to them. You already know how to quote. You already know how to pick up a phone, how to like almost coerce someone like they're not sure and or you might have an idea that you know is going to work better, but they're very stuck in their way of like, I want this. Mm. And learning to talk to people and get them to trust you and trust in your ability to then give them the best result. Like your people skills is very important. And like, that's why people coming in that haven't worked any like hospitality or anything, like can be sometimes a bit of a problem unless they can pick it up soon. Like I worked in KFC, all that crap. So I already had people skills and what that. So it's, yeah, it's really important to know how to, I guess, communicate with people Mm. as
0: well. And it keeps that like like you were saying before like it keeps that vibe of the of the studio yeah. like massive which is as somebody who's gone in and gotten a fair few tattoos myself especially with you guys like it is it's so good like you go in there and you you feel comfortable everybody everybody talks to you as well it's not just you yeah. like you know everybody's tuning in for a little bit of a yarn or a little bit yeah. of a laugh or something like that 100%. and it makes it makes the whole experience because it's just like anything like customer experience is Huge just what keeps com- people coming back. Yeah, that's it. And also, like, um, tattooing is super addictive. Yeah. Right? Like, I know that every time that I've walked out of, like, getting a tattoo from you, I just go, what's it's next? It's you next? want what's to a trade
1: secret? Yeah. There's nicotine in the ink. <laughs> actual? No. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had it hundred percent told me that I wouldn't believe that. I love telling yeah. people
0: that. They're like, yeah. "Oh,
1: fucking makes sense." I'm like, "No, yeah. I'm just being
0: <laughs> So, uh, so what's next on the on the cards for you then? What's uh, like? What's where do you want to take the business? What do you want to do? You we gonna... definitely
1: want to grow LOA. So I've like got lines of addiction in LOA. We want to. We've always talked about second shop and like pushing the boundaries of that and like more merch and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. eventually, I still on the cards I want to go out on my own separate to that and have my own shop but like with me and my partner we've talked about we've sort of got like a big big dream of the type of shop we want to have we want to have a bit of a one stop shop like we want to have like normal tatooine we want to have cosmetic tatooine and offer like cosmetic other, other sides of cosmetic things mm-hmm. and like I guess a bit more fashion, like more merch. And like, I want to have a shoe ball. I'm obsessed with shoes. Yeah. So I love to have like own that stuff, barber, whatever. Like I've just, yeah, I want to have my own brain of things separate to the the joint one I have with the boys now. But yep. that's down the track one day. So yep. pipe dream for now. Because you and Miss is full of tattoos too, hey? Oh, yeah. 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 Do yeah. you do a lot of her tattoos? Or? Since we've met, I've done nearly all of them Bar like maybe a few um, little ones. And then her traditional because she's... um. She's Mary, so she, she got a traditional one done over there when we went to New Zealand last year. And that, for myself, was just really cool to pick the artist's brain about, like, that and watching him, like, his process. Some cultures, tattooing is very big part of their culture, so it was cool to sort of find out a lot about that side of it that I never knew. Yeah. Do you feel, um, like, when you get,
0: like, islanders coming in for, um, like, their traditional style tattoos and things like that? We won't do it, bro. You won't do it? No. Because
1: yeah. that's a very like it's I guess sacred almost like that's very particular and like you should be going to the right person for that and I've had I've turned people away nothing to do with like that side of tattooing, tattoo and just from a style they've come to me and I just don't feel like I can give my 110% mm. and I remember booking something in and I was losing sleep over it I was just like I just don't think I can do it. And I, I was sweating on it, sweat on it. And ended I messaged them like, Hey guys, like I really appreciate it. And they really wanted to come to me. They messaged me and said, Hey, we love your work. We really want to come to you. And they wanted, it was like biomechanical, um, organic bio, no, biomechanical. So it I like, like the machine cogs and stuff like that. And I just can't get excited about it. And like, hmm. if I can't get excited about it, I don't really want to do it because I want my client to get the best possible outcome of their tattoo. And I just yeah. told them, I was like, Hey guys, really appreciate you guys wanted to book in with me but I just don't feel like I can give my 100% on this yeah and they were actually really understanding like oh we really appreciate your honesty um I suggested someone that I thought would do a good job and like they were more than happy like mm. which was good like it was received well and I was just honest with them and I guess honesty is always the best policy how do you go with um
0: with doing tattoos for for people that You know, like lost loved ones and or things like that because, yeah, I was going to say.
1: Like, yeah, like it can be very emotional because you know, and I guess the pressure can be, like I've done portraits of people that have passed or stuff like that. And like, I kind of thrive a bit under that pressure for some reason. I don't know why, like that pressure I like, but you also want to know that they're happy with it. Like, you know, you'll have clients go up to the mirror and they start crying and shit and that, one of my mentors, um, Curls, he told me early on, he's like, you're not just tattooing someone, you're changing their life forever. Mm. And for some tattoos, they are just stupid tattoos, but other tattoos, they're, they're personal as. So you've got to put your all into every tattoo, you know? Yeah. Tattoos can be real personal, bro. Mm. And sometimes it's not even a tattoo. Like, it's just like, I guess sometimes with your barber and shit, like you see someone and you've tattooed clients regularly or they're spending so much time with you, sometimes they just start opening up. You're spending like eight hours a day with someone. Yeah. And you're trying to fill the void of time, and sometimes you really connect with someone. So you just start talking about life and this and that. Before you know it, they're opening up about to you about some real deep shit. Because I guess they're vulnerable. They they're in pain, and like I've seen other clients have their clients in tears, not by anything they've done. They've just like got onto a topic, and it's like triggered something, and like they almost have like a vent.
0: Yeah, like. It's just like like you said. Like you spend that much time with somebody, you can't help. But they're, and they're also going to share like where this where the tattoo came from, why yeah. it's going on, and and whatnot. How do you go like that's a lot? Because if you do like a lot of those back to back, it's a lot to kind of take on yourself. And
1: yeah, definitely. You know, can be. Like I, I guess you don't have as many as those. Like they're a lot rarer than anything else, but yeah. they definitely happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it can be a bit draining and stuff. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't. I never find it too bad. I just as long as I know that they've walked away happy with a tattoo, I feel very accomplished within myself. And yeah. I think it's one reason I love tattooing. Like I've worked a fair few jobs. I've worked since I was thirteen, and I get bored easy. Whereas mm. one of the few jobs that I've had that is very rewarding because I guess you get a lot of feedback and satisfaction which is rewarding for yourself. Like you might work in a job in a factory and how often are you going to get a pat on the back? Oh, good job packing all that shit. Yeah, Like you don't get much feedback from your people above you where being a tattoo tattooist and seeing someone go up to the mirror and they're and they're like, oh man, I'm fucking stoked with that. Or like, thank you so much. Like you're getting a lot of gratitude mm. and that really makes you feel good and makes you want to keep doing it, I mm. guess. Like you might kill a tattoo, they're stoked and then the next one you're like, oh, I want to do it better. Like I want to get a better reaction. And yeah, it's, it's very rewarding. And I think it's one of, one of the reasons that I probably like will never get bored of tattooing. I've definitely gone through phases where I was like, oh, I can maybe have a break, but like I'll always want to tattoo mm. to some degree. Even if I manage to create a different business and I'm making heaps of money, I'll still want to tattoo like two or three days a week just yeah. because I love doing it. It's mm. not it's not for the money side of things. Like, yeah, the money can be good, but I just love tattooing. Mm.
0: So. And the, well, I mean, and it makes it easy for you to be able to just keep on doing it for yeah however long it is that you choose to do it for you keep that passion burning within it, and I suppose the good thing with uh, with tattooing as well is that it is always evolving as far as like different artworks mm. and different things like that. Is there something that you are trying to? I guess like a style that you're trying to create, like as an artistic <sighs> not, person.
1: I'm not so much at the moment. I'm still, I guess, feel like I'm really in a. The- the baby years of my career trying to just fine tune the realism side of things like yeah. there's still so much to learn there's still so many seminars I want to watch and artists I want to I guess shadow and stuff like you see artists that have started a, a trend or a certain style and then mix things and it's like man it'd be so cool to be that person that like come out with that style first because yeah. then instantly someone comes out with this new thing and everyone's like wow and then you'll see other people start mirroring it mm. and it's just like I don't, I don't want to be that person like yeah. trying to like bite yeah someone else's sort of style but sometimes you just you're always getting artistic um, inspiration from other people I guess mm. so like it's hard not to sometimes see something cool like I want to try that um, but yeah obviously you try want to be original too but yeah, you can only do your best and mm. try to push the envelope where you can
0: yeah have you got any uh, like big pieces coming up that you're you're looking forward to doing
1: oh man to be honest with how busy I am I'm barely looking at what I've got ahead like it's sort of like I'll get the night before my I know what I'm doing or day two before I'll have a look at my calendar go through the conversation see what I got and be like oh hell yeah that's something cool Mm -hmm. like I've definitely got a few like sleeves and leg sleeves in the process of being finished like I just can't wait to finish because obviously you know you've put hours and hours into these things and they're finally like that last piece is to fully finish it off and come together so I've got some cool ones that have so sort of finishing up but um and I've got Payne Haas coming in at the end of the year, hopefully. I was in talks with him. So that's another Broncos that to took off the list. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, another jersey in the closet. Yeah. So I can't wait for that.
0: Do you put them on and go for a run in the backyard and feel like you made it on
1: Sunday? <laughs> 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 uh, I've got a story. I'll leave that
0: one. No, please <laughs> no. don't. No. Oh, man. You can't you can't let the cat out of the bag oh, I convinced
1: them. the missus to put on one the other day because she's yeah. a rabbit supporter. And mm-hmm. I was like, I reckon that'd fit you, babe. And then she chucked it on. I quickly got a photo because she's not a Broncos supporter. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Yeah. Saving that one, thank you. <laughs> she would have fucking hated that. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did, but didn't. Yeah, it was sort of funny, yeah. But yeah, I've I'm, I'm just trying to like, oh, I want to not just obviously tattoo Broncos boys, I'd love to be like having be the artist that's tattooed the most NRL players because I just wanted to collect as many. Like, I'll do a trade with them, I'm like, hey, if you boys want to bring in one of your playing jerseys, like one that you played in, I'll like knock off a bit of the price and then I get to put that up and I'll get them all framed and shit. And have signed it. Ricky was really cool, he um, actually brought me his bought uh, Boots from the All Stars game At the start of the year mm-hmm. And then um, One of his jerseys And then Actually brought me Another one Because we were Going to use that jersey As a present for someone um, And then he actually Brought me his Indigenous jersey And like that one was sick Like just like yeah. Obviously the The detail And all the Design that they did On that That was real cool Yeah so, yeah, my pool, um, my, my man cave, when I get one of those one day, is going to be covered in jersey. i will be sick, I reckon.
0: Yeah. I'd say you need to get Adam Reynolds, but I'd say he's almost out of skin. I've been
1: trying. <laughs> Even one of the boys that tattooed him is like, Renaud, you're up next. But, yeah, like with as many tattoos as he's got, he's probably freaking sick of getting yeah. tattooed. Yeah. Everyone says the older you get, the more you fucking hate getting tattooed. Yeah. It just gets worse. I feel like it's your patience. Mm. Your patience just gets thinner and thinner, and you're just like nut over it. I've got so many things to do at home. I haven't mowed the lawn yet, oh. and I'm sitting here getting the tattoo. Tattoo. You deal with the kids, you're just like, this is enough pain,
0: <laughs> Where's the limit for you with your tattoos though? Like, because I've seen heaps of tattoo artists that are like literally everywhere, like face, I'm head, not like against
1: face, but I, I'm not really, I like the sideburns, yeah, I'm not a fan of like over the eyebrow, like yeah. I'd, the face is gonna stay pretty freaking clean, I think, yeah. unless I get that bored one day. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Guess some people they're freaking covered head to toe, eh? Mm. And it's half ends it up looking like scribbled. There's that much shit. Yeah, but each to their own. Like I've always knew I wanted my neck done. I don't know if I'll do my head, but everything else will be pretty much dumped. I don't know how I feel about the armpit. That's pretty fucked. I yeah.
0: The point of that. I remember you uh, when you did my chest. You asked me if I wanted my nipple, like covered, colored in and I
1: was like nah nah I was just like does it hurt and you're just like fucking oath it hurts I didn't want it wasn't as bad as I thought nah Nah. okay but I don't know it just depends on the piece too sometimes like you know you might have a big picture of someone and then you just got like nipples hanging out in the middle of it yeah like should have gone over that (laughs) (laughs) that one I might excuse if someone wants to use numbing cream that's fair enough
0: yeah yeah no for sure (laughs) um so you've got heaps heaps coming up paying house would be cool yeah and i know mean, if our
1: beds will support the big boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to check the load rating on yeah. the way
0: <laughs> and um and continuing to keep on like spreading out with the shop and everything like yeah. that man like that's sick like so what's that how do you like what do you wake up and you tell yourself what's like the i'm gonna push at this today to get better at that for tomorrow
1: you I wake up and i'm like, Fuck, I'm 10 minutes late. I to yeah. get kids to school. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the other day I had one, like, I rolled in and um, it was my last tattoo on Saturday. Um, I'd already tattooed him the start of the week, so we got to smash out like half his arm within a week, which was really cool. I love when I get to smash out that much mm. um, quickly, but I rolled in and it was like a piece I just got really excited for, and then I just without even meaning to like I really pulled back how much time I was putting into it I was like I was going real slow I looked up and I was like how have I been tattooing for like 3-4 hours and mm. I've only done this much tattling I was like what the fuck but yeah I just really put the time into it so, so I guess some pieces just get you really excited or yeah. sometimes Especially after we had that artist, Liam, that come over. Like, you feel the you felt the whole shop vibe change, especially with us senior artists. And, like, we all wanted to... With How Good He Was tattooing, it was, like, we felt the pressure we had to do good tattoos. Yeah. So, like, that whole week, we we're all just, like, putting in, like, extra, extra... Like, you want to put... You always put 110% in, but sometimes, I guess, you're putting in 111 in because mm. you're just, like, really trying to push the envelope.
0: And, bro, if anybody wants to come in and see you mm-hmm. what's the best way that they can uh contact you and get in there and get a tattoo? instagram 100 yeah
1: so instagram is sort s-o-r-t underscore production underscore tattoos Six. easiest way to send us a message give us a follow follow the yeah follow the work on that and all the shenanigans that get done in the shop
0: yeah hell yeah Levi bro I appreciate you coming in today man Like My it's pleasure, been bro. It's been fucking sick Like Learn about tattoos and shit Like cause I love them I've got heaps um, of them Yeah and uh, I want to come in and get another one. So when you got some time free, yeah, FaceTime, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's the
1: I mean, missus' name, isn't it?
0: Yeah, something like that. surely. Yeah. So it would be like a barcode or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> she she can,
1: Please return it. Yeah. To yeah when she could scan
0: drunk. me in and out of a night. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, brother, thank you so much oh, for coming thanks, in, brother. man. It was good having you.
1: Yeah. Oh, good having me. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, oh, it was bro. good having me having you here. <laughs> no, cheers, oh, brother. Appreciate cheers it. Well, thanks again, guys, for joining me for an episode of Thriving in Chaos. You can fill out a Q&A here on Spotify and tell me what you liked about the episode, what you got out of it, because it's important that I know that what I am releasing, you guys are enjoying. If you haven't already, hit that follow button, the little bell icon, and you can stay up to date for all of the new episodes. You'll get notified when a new one comes out, so you'll always be in the know. Head over to Instagram, Paz underscore official page and you can send me a message, tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of and you can also see all of my daily content that I release. Anyway guys, that's enough from me and until next time, I'll see you later.